0: News just in from Germany, where the Maybach super luxury car brand has marked its own death with an emotional ceremony attended by both of its customers.
1: Hello, oh, and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, returning after our lengthy summer break this year, the biggest summer break ever. I hope you enjoyed our little deposits we left for you in the meantime. Deposit, was that the wrong word? No, I just
2: thought you were going to say, I hope you enjoyed not having us <laughs> pestering your iTunes or similar browser with our stupid podcast. That's hope you enjoyed Richard. A bit of respite. Hello.
1: And this is Zog. How are you, man? Getting by. When I tweeted the other day that there was a new episode, somebody said, oh, no! That means I've got seven episodes to catch up on, so maybe we should slow down. And now it's eight. With this one as well, and there'll I be nine, I discovered,
2: though, on my phone that if i'm listening to a podcast you can set it to like one and a half speed yes you can yeah so it's actually for the busy person in a hurry and with a lot of podcasts to catch up on then just do that although we could really screw you over by By talking talking extra
0: specially slow because it's surprising how intelligible speech is when you're even going to double the speed of it and you can still understand it we're about a minute Maybe. in and
2: we've already digressed a little. Should we we'll talk, about yeah, talk about cars? Yeah. Let's All talk. right.
1: I'm going to ask you both a question. What's been occupying your minds about cars recently? I'm going to tell you what's been occupying my mind. And that is that there are proposals to build a race circuit in South Wales at the head of the valley, sort of Ebu Vale. And I've always been very sceptical about it. But it looks as though it actually could happen. But I have a problem with it. They're going to call it the Circuit of Wales.
0: And you object because you're being pedantic and you're saying if it's a Circuit of Wales, you've got to go all the way round the outside. <laughs> well, that, that
1: had occurred to that me. my objective. I am being pedantic about it. I think it should be called Kilch <laughs> It should be in Welsh. The name should be in Welsh, not in English. Anyway, that's not really about cars. It's about Welsh identity. Have you been thinking about cars, Richard? One short idea that's been offered?
0: Yeah,
2: I'm just sort of quite pleased with... The British car industry at the moment, albeit that a lot of it is founded on foreign investment, foreign ownership, but... But it's got
0: some good bits in it. But it's things are going quarter. quite well.
2: Every time I drive through the Midlands, I see something taped up on test. Every week they put out a press release about how they're hiring more engineers yeah. and more people to build the cars. They're running a 24-hour shift at Halewood yeah. to build the Evoque. Mm-hmm. And new mm-hmm. engine, plans new engine plans. New engine yeah. plans. So They've just released that supercharged V6. Hooray for the British car industry. I think yeah. it's actually... Everything's looking quite good now. New Toyota Auris as well has just been announced. Going to be built in Britain again. Loads of investment going on in Nissan, in Washington. We're making loads of cars in this country.
0: It's great. Zog, what's been occupying your mind? Apart from, as you know, how to get my washers working every time, first time again, which we won't go into. not your washing machine. The washers on your Uh, Porsche. Washer, yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. Windscreen washer jets. Apart from that, and apart from hitting the big 200,000 miles. Have you? Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Well done. Uh, You're most of the way to the moon now. Yes, which you'd be about a quarter of a million. So, yeah, nearly there. Um, 238,000. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, mean distance. The thing that's really been on my mind is electric cars, specifically urban electric cars. Why isn't there a cheap. Fun city electric sports car, an electric equivalent of Lotus Seven, yep. Light Car Company Rocket, Smart Roadster, Cappuccino. I always describe yeah. as a city sports it, car. It, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't really seem to be anything like that out there at the moment. And I was basically thinking, well, you know, can't be that hard to do. There are so many kit car companies in the UK who are making low-cost, lightweight sports cars that you either build yourself or that they build in small volumes. But there's a lot of companies making these things that you can use as the basis for a fun city electric car. It doesn't need a lot of range because, as we know from running around town, almost every trip I make in town, you know, the round trip is less than 15 miles. Yeah. And you make probably one of those trips a day, if that you know, let's say you make a couple of trips like that. You don't need a range of all than about 40 miles for this thing. And I was just thinking, you know, how hard can it be to make that thing? I figure I could do it myself. Why isn't anybody else doing this? Why can't I go out and for less than ten grand get a kind of urban equivalent of the Lotus 7 in electric? What's See, the what reason? you're actually suggesting here is building this yourself. I'm thinking, could I do this myself? Would it be an interesting project to do? If you were going to do this kind of thing seriously, you might want to crowdsource it a bit, get some smarter people involved to advise on a couple of bits of it. But the thing is, you know, why why... Why doesn't it exist? Why, why don't these things exist? Because I just figured. So your it's solution, just too easy.
1: your solution is to buy a Caterham Seven or a Westfield Seven. Or See, I think
2: Westfield. It? There is. Well, or, is the, they did was, an electric. Somebody version. did an electric Westfield. Maybe it was Westfield.
0: Oh Westfield. no, yeah, well, the, well, yeah, Westfield. There's this iRacer series, which I think in the offing, I believe, mm-hmm. which are for electric Westfield cars. I don't know quite how far that's come along, but you're right that there is something going on in that sense. Somebody has turned an aerial atom into an electric prototype. There's a very quick aerial atom prototype. I can't remember what it's called. Some guy in the States, I can't remember Uh
2: but aerial electron.
1: That's what I Oh, God.
0: Yeah, you can't do it with a Proton, though, you see, if you were to buy a Lincoln car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Atom, again, is a you know, perfect basis for this kind of thing because the things that you want as the starting point for an electric car are, in a lot of ways, the same things that you want from a little sports car. You want lightweight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want as little extra stuff as possible. Yeah. I reckon the way you do this, certainly if you were going to do a small run of cars rather than just doing a one-off, you talk to a kit car manufacturer and you have them custom make however many tweaked versions of their basic chassis that you want, yeah. because it might well be that what you actually come up with is a little bit more lightweight than the original kit, therefore it doesn't have to be exactly the same frame. It can be a slightly lighter frame, perhaps. But the point is, you get a bunch of off-the-shelf chassis and you fit them up with the same suspension components and same brake bits as you'd put on the petrol version. You just have a different drivetrain that is simpler to put together than an internal combustion engine-based drivetrain. I suppose it's you can shift the you batteries
2: can- would be the an issue?
0: Well I don't think it's an issue at all because electric motors take up so little space Mm -hmm. take the volume required for an internal combustion engine a gearbox a differential subtract from that the volume required for a couple of electric motors and you've still got masses and masses of space left for batteries plus you can shift those batteries around in the chassis to give yourself the kind of weight distribution you want for a lightweight sort of urban Run around. You're going to be slightly lighter on batteries than a lot of other electric cars. I think. Mm. I think this is kind of worth pursuing. I well, think is... I
1: think what you're suggesting here is an alternative Tesla. Because remember, the Tesla was based on the Elise yeah. chassis with a stack of mobile phone batteries. Yeah, we've learned a great deal from that car. One step down from the Elise is, in fact, one step up from the Elise in some ways. Is the KTM Seven? That simplicity of that chassis, which makes it even lighter. I don't think your idea is as Bonkers as it sounds, it's just—it's yeah, not bonkers at all. it's, completely, it's absolutely no, sensible. Yeah, indeed. But it has been done. But it was done expensively. Uh, You're talking yeah, about that, doing it more cheaply.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. The Tesla is a different thing. That is a much more complete kind of vehicle than what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of something that is well, just the front wheel. That's smaller, lighter, much cruder. You know, no, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, y- yeah. you know. Uh,
2: well, I've just remembered. Speaking it, of, and it
0: has to look good. Oh, you know, basically, okay. well, it's, it's well, got you know. Well, the, well. yeah.
2: Some people think it looks good. It's light, maybe a little crude, and they are doing an electric version. Morgan are working on an electric roadster.
0: Is it based on a three-wheeler rather than... No, 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 it's on the
2: old school, the plus four... The four life car. Really? Well, there's that, but there's also just an electric Morgan roadster. Oh
0: my Yeah, believe. I mean. Um, well, they. So, g- similar principles. Similar principles. Although, Morgan, obviously, you know, kind of. A, uh, a, a bit more expensive, you yeah. know. I'm thinking. Uh, roughly, like, yes. I'm thinking cheap, 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 cheap. Um, but wood um, is a
1: good insulator, you see. You've got all that electricity on board. You've got a wood chassis, no problem.
2: Good morning, Mr. Carmichael. Good morning, Mr. Veloza. Ah, I see what you've done there. You've said Morgan instead of morning. Because we work at Morgan. Mm-hmm. In fact, you've done that every morning for the last 52 years. Mm. Jolly good.
1: So, work is progressing extremely well on our latest project. Is it? Is it? Good, good. And um, can I ask, what is the latest project? Well, it's a new form of propulsion, sir. Electricalicity.
2: Electrical what? electrical Electricalicity. Is- 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 Ah, now, I've read about this, and I think you'll find it's pronounced electricity. No,
1: I'm pretty sure it's electricalisicity.
2: No, well, we can solve this. How's it spelled? I don't know, sir. I see. Could you tell me how it works? No, I don't know that either. Right, I'm going to be square with you, Carmichael. I don't like the sound of this electricalisicity at all. I'm not sure <traded> it's a Morgan thing. It all sounds rather modern. Hmm. Well, I thought you might say that,
1: sir, so we've been working on another alternative fuel system.
2: Have you? Have you? And this alternative alternative, can you spell it? Oh, yes, yeah, sir. Do you know how it works? Oh, I certainly do. And is it modern? It is not, sir. Good. Well, what is it? Steam. Ah, that sounds smashing and very resourceful. Well,
1: there is a war on, you know. I know, I know. Federal, I wish you could hear the bits that we talk about when we're not actually recording, because they're probably more interesting than this probably. bloody program,
2: yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> We were talking about Vulcan, Vulcan bombers. Vulcan, bomb. Vulcan bombers,
1: mm. and we got onto mm. British Aerospace. And... Anyway, Richard, you've, I believe, adopted a new barometer scale of how cool or interesting a car is.
2: Yeah. Well, so in our sort of summer recess, I have been driving a few cars, just keeping abreast of stuff that's coming out. Do you want to list them? The things that I'm sort of interested in that are new, and that like Peugeot 208, just because I like the look of that, and New Fit Panda, because I love the old Panda, Alpha Giulietta, who's got this new double clutch gearbox in it, Lexus GS, I quite like the look of that, and I secretly quite like the old 450 hybrid one. It was an underrated car. Quite, quite right me. too. What else have I had? I mean, I had a Ferrari four five eight. I mean, that's an exception rather than the rule. Just, a just glorious mention that in. Place. Yeah, didn't, Do you know what happened? By though? the way, I, I had didn't. Ferrari, by even, the way, I had oh, I forgot about the Ferrari. Oh, I dropped name. a name. Come uh, yeah. on, <laughs> nah. you're it with us now, <laughs> A man from Ferrari rang me. I didn't ring him and go, "Hi, could I borrow was, the, was the new... Was his name Felipe Massa? Was he trying to yeah, ingratiate himself on a voice? Imagine it was <laughs> a lift that given away. And then I got the four five eight, and the brake lines had been cut. So, and he said this, but this man uh, from Ferrari said, because we're aware that there's a lot of columnists for magazines or editors of magazines haven't actually appraised all of our cars recently, have you ever driven a 458? And I went, well, no, I haven't. And he went, well, you probably should. And then I said, well, because I've driven the McLaren... 12C. Uh And then he went, oh, well, you should definitely drive the Ferrari, because I don't want you to think that you're going around telling everyone the McLaren must be better when you haven't tried its deadly rival. So So low, a few weekends ago, I had a long weekend with a Ferrari 458, and I don't know what I can tell you about it, because it's very difficult to not slip into just superlatives to the point of almost it being meaningless but it's an incredible car everything you've ever read about the 458 is true but what's impressive about it is how impressive it is in every way because
0: see, I thinking, it'd be all right if it was very very fast already. I, yeah. I, I, I I it it's very impressive it's you, impressive you just, i'm
2: just already sort of starting yeah. to babble just because it is what such do you a, mean? such an amazing. Amazing thing well it's the completeness of it it would be all well and good if it was incredibly fast in a straight line and you'd also presume it would be quite good at going around corners because that's the thing. that's what but you expect but it's actually the fact that you can drive it as if it is my Jag where you just sit back you put it in auto and you can waft through London feeling comfortable and relaxed and the Ferrari of all things a mid-engine Ferrari is Better at that than many so called executive cars that I've driven. It's got an mm. auto. It doesn't mode. overheat. It doesn't, it doesn't, get doesn't un- overheat. It doesn't start the aircon grumbling. works. It's not perfect. They're, they've got those buttons for the indicators on the wheel instead of a stalk. Now, the column stalk has worked very well for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Leave it alone. There's no need. Because sometimes yeah, you've got well. a bit of lock on when you're sitting at a junction and the indicator is self cancelled off. And then you're like, oh, wait, I've got to remember that the left is now the right and vice versa because the wheel has got a 180 degree bit of lock on. It's a rare thing, but it happens. Mm -hmm. On roundabouts it can happen, mini roundabouts and things. It's just irritating. But they do this deliberately
1: Mm. because that's how they would have in a race car. Yeah, Yeah. because
2: race cars have indicators. I mean, that's the thing. It's (laughs) a stupid idea. (laughs) I wish they'd knock it off. They say, oh, you'll get used to it. And you do get used to it. Why should you need to get used to indicators? Uh Mm. They've redesigned the shoelace. Oh, you'll get used to it. Yes, but shoelaces work fine. Just leave them be. Is it possible that Apple have invented the column stalk
1: indicator and that's why they're not allowing anyone yeah. else to use it. Actually, something,
2: and... that's, no, sorry, <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: something that's
2: topical. Uh something that me. also is completely baffling in the Ferrari is that the Sat and radio system is just again needlessly complicated. Is everything that as you bring up Apple, you know that thing with the original iPod, they sort of said no function should be more than three yeah. finger movements away or yeah. something mm, like mm. that. And in, in the Ferrari it's basically no function should be more than three days away. And you're still like oh <laughs> I've got to give the car back now. I still haven't figured out how to make the stand up. But this is by the by. The thing is, it's a car you can drive through London in complete comfort. It even rides nicely. The ride in its softest setting is lovely. The automatic mode on the double-clutch box is seamless. It's uncanny, and you're thinking, this is absurd. This car can't possibly do this. And then you wind it all up into its sort of full-on maximum attack mode. It's faster than you'll ever really need. I can't see why anyone would go oh, I need a car that's quicker than this. It right. is just, it's like being a sniper. So to it up to the Cotswolds, you're going down straight roads, there are people bimbling around in front of you, and they're probably not bimbling, they're probably doing 50 miles an hour, maybe even they're sort of actually doing 60, and it's a 60 mile an hour road, but you just see them and go, I'm having that and you round them and that's it and you're gone it's almost faster than you can comprehend
1: sometimes. and it's a safe car like because of that because the amount of time that you spend on the wrong side the of the I'm road So I'm exposed to danger exactly it's a
2: very safe car because the traction control is incredibly clever yeah. and it flatters you into thinking that you're being terribly skilled I drove it in the rain and I was a bit of a divvy at one point and I clogged it off a roundabout and the car just did a little kick out it wasn't opposite like I just wound I thought, off some yeah, lock in yeah. a panic but we were fine that wasn't me that was the traction control a lot them, oh, they're a bit sledgehammer. This is just more beautifully fun. delicate, more, and very, very sorted. clever. Yeah. I
1: have two questions. Impressive. Number one, were there any Fiat Group parts that you could identify? No, anywhere on no, that car? You no, know, there weren't. I really? didn't see. Anything. Not even the certain of?
2: No, God, no, because fiat sat enough isn't that baffling
1: <laughs> <laughs> really no there were no no
2: no honestly i think it's weird isn't it even to the 90s they used to use all sorts yeah. of bits from other people but no it's pretty much i think all bespoke now
1: so you sure the engine wasn't four of your twin airs strapped together yeah, then it would be
2: interesting yeah. but no because then if you divide the power by four it was eh, been, anyway. anyway no the other question was it red no, it was a lovely light metallic blue with a black roof. Very pretty. Oh, yes, of mm. course I saw the picture. It pretty. Pretty. That, that actually
1: wasn't the question, because the question I was leading to was, did you pull?
2: Well, I took my wife away for a dirty weekend in the Cotswold, you know, you so I suppose technically, her. yes. Yeah, yeah. She love you more for so, it? So, I'm going to say no, she's not that superficial, but she did like the Ferrari a lot. She was very fond of it, and I was very fond of it, even though it did make her scream in terror sometimes when I was giving it a bit of... Ah! picking people off not literally <laughs> not literally going not. for, ah, going for a minimum amount of time yeah. we, I wasn't going to talk about the Ferrari and I have I just talked about it because I thought people would just go oh shut up you total knob you've had a Ferrari for the weekend don't rub it in
1: the point was the Ferrari was not the Zenith I've heard right what we going scale. to talk about scale, cool. it, you've got a new hmm. Beaufort scale for the cool of car or Plimsoll line or what are, what are the other scales that we could use uh, um, the, um,
0: Richter scale yeah, 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 which, yeah. They don't so, use, which they don't use anymore so they're not? No, no. no. Ah. That's why again no, no, Richter had to start painting her. But the, the scale is the equivalent really new used. scale of earthquake strength, which is magnitude, is more or less equivalent to the Richter scale. So don't uh, right, call but, it that. But, no, it is actually different. It's not yeah. quite the same. So this really is a boring digression. No, But, this uh, but, is but, great. but if you, if you want this. to know about earthquakes, yes, there's a new earthquake scale, <laughs> magnitude, and it's not quite the same as Richter. But as you've been
1: things, reading like. earthquake scale magazine again, haven't you? I plead
0: guilty. <laughs> so
1: you're both at scale of cars.
2: I moved house earlier in the year, and on the street where I now live, further down the street, there are a couple of kids who live next door to each other. There's a big kid who's probably about 17, and then there's a young kid who's probably about 10. But they're kind of mates because they hang out together. They kick a ball around the street. They both love cars. So they've become my new barometer of whether a car is cool or not.
0: Arbiters of cool.
2: The Ferrari sent them nuts.
0: Yeah, it was. The big
2: kid turned up first. He rang on the doorbell in excitement and said... (laughs) Could I take a picture of the Ferrari? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Knock yourself out. Hang on a minute. I'll get the key. So went back out. The little kid's turned up by now. Wow, cool car. Do you want to sit in it? This was beyond exciting. And that's great. Because I was thinking, when I was 10, that would have been the coolest thing in the world. I wish mm. I'd been able to sit in a Ferrari. So they sat in the Ferrari. They loved it. While I was crouched down by the open door showing little kid what all the buttons did... About eight other children turned up From nowhere Kids (laughs) I've never seen before Who I'm pretty confident Don't live on my street It's like The excitement You know this sort of thing Where you tread on a wasp And they give off a chemical Yeah that attracts other wasps a kid who's just seen a Ferrari is so excited, he's giving off a chemical that attracts like the, uh, the Pied Piper the, other children. It's
1: are called petrofoams, I believe. These, oh. The chemical that's given mm, off. Yeah. So yes, the
2: car yes. is surrounded by kids, and they're all asking all these questions to the point where... What will it do, mister? Yeah, it is proper what they do, but then they're getting all technical. Is that carbon fibre? Why is that like that? I was thinking, oh, my God, I might be starting to <laughs> flounder here. The water can't touch the bottom anymore. I'm sort of thinking, I'm going to have to go and get the press pack and read up, because I'd only just picked the car up, and I hadn't had a chance to read up on the details details anyway the kids loved the ferrari now a couple of weeks after that i think i had a porsche boxster again i'm sorry it sounds like i'm showing off but i borrowed a porsche box the new boxster because i'd driven the new 911 which i liked and i'd heard the boxster was if anything even more enjoyable it was it's a great car the kids loved that really like that that went down well last week i borrowed a car which both big kid and little kid from down my street Declared to be the third coolest car I've ever brought home... Veyron? after the Ferrari and the Porsche Boxster don't be silly i wasn't embarrassed Veyron. about talking about the Ferrari uh, not a Veyron
1: uh, let me third coolest car after
2: a right,
0: Ferrari so just, just, over the past few weeks I've Porsche. had I'll let you know. she's got to be a surprising one so it can't be anything too obvious though. so in the past few yeah. weeks
2: I'll tell you I've
0: had
1: mm. it was ag Wiz, wasn't it
2: it was the KTM 7 that Zog's going to turn into an electric car yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've had Peugeot 2 Fit Panda Alfa Giulietta the Porsche Lexus GS Kia Sportage mm that's about it well it won't be, be the one Alpha. of those it can't be the Alpha
0: that's too obvious yeah. one they, of you, they,
2: those they wouldn't is the first coolest green. car that kids of my street have ever seen can't have been the Kia?
1: Lexus because they're not have middle aged men and generally we like them was it the uh, can the, can Panda? the Panda they wouldn't have liked the Panda their mum's no. got a
2: Panda it was the Lexus mm. no Lexus GS why I don't know well I'll tell you one thing I'm mean, not saying it's
1: a bad car it's a fantastic no, car do you know
2: what it was yeah, not uh, one
1: you would necessarily
2: expect the, uh, not kids, the to kids to thing, be going not, so you wouldn't call, think right? a 10 year old is okay. going to go wow that's almost as cool as a Porsche Boxster and wow. a Ferrari 458 they thought it looked great they sat, and I sat in the driver's seat and pushed the start button and that made the electric steering wheel come out You know that mm. way that it does yeah. in luxury cars that for them mind blowingly brilliant because one of their dads has got a Golf the other one's got an Audi A6 <laughs> neither <laughs> of their steering columns do that so they thought that was a Amazing! I didn't want to burst their bubble by going. I think you'll find a lot of luxury cars in it. (laughs) Uh, So they liked. They liked the central display thing and the way you get DAB radio and your iPod and Bluetooth audio. All this blew their minds. But most of all, they just liked the way it looked. They thought Mm. it looked cool. (laughs) I think. They also liked, and this is my favourite thing. The kids make me laugh because I didn't expect this. When they were also going, what does that do? What does that do? And then the little kid sitting in the back, and he went, "You're just parked the curb on my street." And he went, "So quiet as well." So I was sitting there, but he was like, "You can't hear anything outside." It's amazing. I'm going to get out, I'm going to shut the door, I'm going to say something, tell me if you can hear. So he gets out, he shut the back door, he went and stood right by the front passenger door where a big kid, his mate, is sitting, and then just went, you're a bellend! <laughs> 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 and the big kid just went, you know I can still hear you.
0: But, and and, and that, that is actually the official EU test for sound. It is. You, that's, that's the official test. <laughs>
1: And finally, this is the EU noise Tesla. We see here in Bay One a car is being tested for engine idle noise. Moving on into the next bay, uh, this car is being tested to ensure that the stereo doesn't leak too much sound to the exterior. And. Finally, in this test bay, another of my colleagues is conducting a different type of noise test.
2: BLAND! BLAND! I wanker. You squats! Uh, excuse me. Is it really necessary to test all cars to see how many insults the driver can hear?
1: Uh, no. Usually just BMW X5s.
3: Gareth Jones.
1: just spent three and a half weeks driving the Eurozone in a Geely. A Geely? A
0: Geely. Isn't that one of those suits that a Scottish <laughs> poacher Not wears? Sure. That's a, <laughs> a gilly? It's, it's a Geely. It's a, gilly. a, gilly. <laughs> I call uh, it a Geely. I call it a Geely.
1: I call it a Geely because it used to be a Ford. It's a Volvo. You know, uh, Geely, the Chinese company who acquired Volvo, went two years ago now. Yeah, 2010, Uh, yeah, two years ago. Yeah. And so... It'll always
0: be Volvo to me. It'll always be
1: evolving, Volvo. And I think it is, well... Is it a Volvo, though, this car? That's a great question. It's the XC70. Now, I chose this car. It's a Volvo. You sure?
2: Yeah, it's on the P2X platform, and it uses a Volvo. Looks like a Volvo, engine. It's It's also the
1: EUCD platform, which is the same one as the Freelander and the Mondeo. There's a lot of Premier Automotive group in this car, which I chose deliberately for this camping trip, because I reckon this is the sort of vehicle you need for the sort of camping trip that we were doing. (laughs) <laughs> requirement that it had roof rails, so you could put a roof box on it. Built-in roof rails, you know, without having to be too complicated. Secondly, it had a little bit of extra ground clearance, but it doesn't need to be the full Discovery thing because you know we're in France; it's flat. But occasionally, you might yeah, go. You're, on you're, you're on not kind of sort of going
0: up mountains, but you're going yeah. a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. fields uh, and.
1: And we had to cross the Pyrenees at one point in it, so I wanted something that was a reasonable drive and not a great towering. Range Rover or something like that, you know, which would have rolled a little bit too much. But this car it had a lot of familiar stuff in it. The engine, the D5 engine that they call it, that's a Volvo engine, is it? Volvo did like the 5. Yeah, cylinder, they didn't did, they.
2: and they're starting to phase them out. Everyone's downsizing.
1: Well, I'm not as tall as I used to be. I'm really not. Well, before they downsize Volvos, you know, for a Volvo, this is... Very familiar, there's something very familiar about this car. You know, I've had a Discovery, I've had a Jag xf i I've had a, an S-Max, and you know, there's a bit of all those cars in this, even little things you know, the way that the power rear door works that's the same as the Discovery you know, and it, it's set at about the same sort of sensitivity as well you, know, you don't have to close your boot anymore press a button and it does it, the Discovery did that this car, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, I thought it would be very functional.
0: I mean I think Volvo do that sort of estate off-road crossover thing rather well I think, you know, they yeah. they a it's, it's all it's you it's need it's a slightly odd sort of concept but or you know it, it seems yeah. like it's have come when it came but if you're going to get somebody to do it, I think Volvo would do it better than mine to me that car looks like
2: the sort of thing that Volvo do better than anyone and in a way that the XC60 mm. sort of soft roaded doesn't
1: very tall the XC60 so I
2: was playing next to one the other day and I was saying it's a very nice looking car yeah, but it it's, it's sort a of a bit tall. too stylish and a bit too regular it's trying a bit too hard well, XC70 has got the very, you know, the back of it is pretty much vertical. Classic so Maximum yeah. amount of boot well, room. Well, that was the reason. Because,
1: you know, the V70, the old V70, was, I think, the only car on sale in Europe that you could fit a standard Euro pallet in the boot of. And that was maximum volume in the back when you're camping is the most important thing. Well, we did have
0: 50 kilograms mm. on the roof. But the, you want to move back, box. yeah. Actually, on the styling front, it, uh, great wheels, by the way, when we agree when when I Fifth wheels each wheels, time, yeah. yeah. And I like the way that there's more than a hint of the old eighteen hundred estate in the window line at the back, I think. Yeah. The rear side Point windows right. in particular yeah. are just, there's something in there that they've managed to evoke the 1800 estate rather nicely. Which well, you could see good bit of history we to, describe she, the lines of it, It's a bit visual.
2: But mm. The other thing I like about the car, it's not trying too hard. There's something sort of unfussy about it. It's just getting on with being a useful car, which is sort of the yeah, Volvo have Vol- to do have very well. to be, yeah, the, yeah. The,
0: the best Volvo's are always, you know, really hard-working, mm. honest cars. It
1: looks functional. Well. It looks technical. It doesn't look too upmarket, too shiny for the kind of vehicle that it's supposed to be, and that is a functional vehicle. Well,
2: actually, as a question, I don't know how much is that car now.
1: Well, the extras that we had on our version, it came to forty-five thousand oh, pounds. Actually. Starts oh, at thirty-six. Yeah. Ooh. well, I guess it's some of the safety well, stuff. Uh, it will, cars will bump are it just- up. How do All people cars afford cars? More, I know. How do yeah. people afford cars? I don't know.
2: Buy am second-hand. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But who buys a new car anymore? How is know. anyone selling any cars? All cars are more expensive than you think. A Fiesta-sized car is, in my head, and I think a lot of other people's heads, sort of... Eight, eight thousand pounds, yeah, um, yeah. 14000 for the GTI yeah. version. Whatever. Mm, mm. That's not true. Yeah. I drove a Peugeot two hundred eight the other week, and it was the top spec, but diesel version, not GTI. There isn't mm. one yet. It was a seventeen and a bit yeah, grand yeah. car. and mm. My God, you could get a Golf for that. Except as it turns yeah, out, you right. barely can. I had this
1: conversation That's with Violet. You know that baby. you have to Infl- reassess. Every car is expensive these days because you know, life is expensive these days. And how people do people earn enough to do that? I don't know. V. come from your area you travelled 2,437 miles sitting on the wrong side of a car in Europe in the XC70
3: do you hate it? you are the voice
1: of sanity and reason about the voice.
3: I loved that car I really really loved it that's
2: the first time you've ever said that that that's the first time you've ever said that Um,
3: why? yeah because it did everything a car is supposed to without drawing attention to itself
2: so we're back to the... Good, this is, good. This is, this is, you, I think it's what ooh. we were saying. Classic Volvo. Like just being a bit sort it of was, unpretentious. Yeah, it's it was kind good. of... You,
3: often you get into a car and there'll be one thing that bothers you. It might be, I don't know, the noise or it might be like the seat back slightly is in the wrong position or it might be that you kind of like roll a bit on corners and it makes you feel a bit sick or the back seat isn't quite big enough so the people in the back are sort of... You know, kind of getting squashed, or you know, what, whatever so. it's drug dealer, or you but, feel yeah. like a poser, yeah. or whatever it might be. But you get into that car, and you don't feel kind of square and boring because it's got the wheels, yeah. you know, and And, like actually, and, and, wheels, it and so also, good. it looks purposeful. You know, it yeah. looks yeah. like it's a car it's, with purpose. It's got a great mm-hmm.
1: stance mm-hmm. because it's slightly jacked up, but not too jacked up. It looks like an animal waiting to pounce. You know what I mean? It's got what all crossovers reach for but most don't quite get. You know, it's still relatively low in the grand scheme of things, but it has a very
0: wide stance. It kind of looks very sort of solidly planted, doesn't it? Yeah. And
3: also, I've noticed over the years that Gareth's driving style changes depending on what car he's in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people are like this. Yes. So, for example more recently he was driving this G-Wagon and as he was driving he a like get out of my way puny earthlings or sort whatever of out
0: of my way puny defender yeah. puny Hummer was yeah. that yeah. after <laughs> you gave him the brain transplant <laughs> in the, in the jar that was in the kitchen um, yeah <laughs> well, well there was that that NASA dropped off <laughs> I'm just checking I'm just
3: checking but his style changes and with the Volvo he just missed a lovely driver when he drove that Volvo I have to yeah. say but I've that. noticed this too that all mm. good
2: Volvos are relaxing calming yeah. it was I very it calm did it have a beige leather interior no black leather ah.
1: the, the engine, was it automatic it was yeah, okay, that yeah. the engine was a bit rough it's not as good as the engine in the Glendon that I drove recently a bigger engine but, and that was a 6 this 5 is a bit noisy but oh hey didn't 10cc sound good in that car mm. you know some cars must have a harmonic frequency they respond well to certain types of music I had a Saab which would only listen to Strauss once. It made Strauss sound really good. This Volvo loved 10cc. It really did. <laughs> What's that say about me? Specifically, uh, I'm Mandy Flyme. Uh, you're you me You're not in
0: love. Uh, <laughs> sorry, But listen,
1: the point is that this car is a proper Volvo, I think. Like you say, it's unassuming. It's solid. It's strong. And
0: well thought through. Yes, yeah. Because you say that there's nothing about it that annoys you. And actually, that's... You know, that, That's well that thought, is yeah. a testament to to mm. a, a, a well-sorted And design. I was in it
3: a lot. I was in it an awful lot. And I'll tell you something else about it. And I guess people say this about Volvos. You know, you get this idea you're in them, you feel safe because it's a Volvo. But we mm. did thousands of miles in it and I continued to feel safe. And then we had to have this journey across the Pyrenees from France to Spain. And I kept showing Gareth the maps going, oh, look, and he was going, oh, don't worry, I'll just put it in the sat-nav like five seconds beforehand. Don't worry, it's fine. I'll just follow the sat-nav. So he put it in the sat-nav and he put shortest journey. So we like whistled past the payage, which would conveniently take you through the tunnel to the other side of the Pyrenees and went round and round and round and round, the shortest but slowest journey up over the highest mountain while you we were all sort of like groaning and terrified at the drops And single tiny barriers and, you know, no passing spots and all the rest of it.
0: Scary mountain roads.
3: But I kind of knew that would happen as well. And I'd also looked on YouTube at the most terrifying crossings of the Pyrenees (laughs) so that I would know what I was in for because I knew we would do that. And I would never have agreed to do it if we hadn't been in that car. Mm, okay. So,
1: I, 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 Vallet can be a nervous... Sometimes you're super relaxed, but you can be nervous as well. And you were at no point at any point. You were super relaxed in this. Because remember you when we're saying, oh, I don't like being on this side of the car. And you're, yeah, because you're on there. the wrong side
3: of the car yeah. as well, which makes you feel a bit weird. Yeah. So. I don't but know. this
1: car, you know, Volvo's primary thing is safety. That's their key message, isn't it? That's what people associate with Volvo, strength hmm. and safety. It's absolutely on message for that because it's got lots of safety features. It's got the Bliss thing, which Jaguar have under a different name, where something comes in your blind spot, you get a light in your wing mirror to Mm. let you know. That was all very handy, a bit annoying when you're in multi-lane traffic sometimes. But it's got the best adaptive cruise control of any car I've driven, better than that Lexus, better than any Merc I've driven recently. It was so good. The adaptive cruise control set the distance set the speed i was able to do french roundabouts without touching the brake or the accelerator when in traffic it just follows as long as the car in front of you stays within the radar beam of the volvo It will match the pace of that car. It tends to accelerate slightly as the other car accelerates, leaving the exit as you're on the apex. But it was always amusing. It was astonishing. But the best of all was when we were in northern Spain, stuck behind a moped for a while. Single lane, white line. Eventually, we get an overtaking opportunity. I passed this moped with another car in front. As we came around the corner, suddenly the car in front slams on the brakes. There was a cardboard box in the middle of the road. He stops to get out and do it. You know, he's some distance ahead. The automatic braking system in the Volvo, which I don't know what the term is, that brings the car to a halt that stops you from hitting anything, reacted before I could. I like to think I'm fairly adept at responding quickly. It stopped the car. It was on the brakes and it brought it to an absolute halt before I could. And I was properly impressed with that because if that's the message Volvo have always sold, you'd have a job to fault this car for doing anything other than being bang on Volvo message. Brilliant. One last thought. Hussein from next door said, that Volvo, Gareth, you like to think that if you're in a crash in a Volvo, not only will it do you no harm, you'll probably come out of it better than you were before the crash. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have a point. I genuinely liked it and wish Geely well. I didn't wish Geely well before, so I liked it when Ford owned
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. I think that XC70 is coming towards the end of its it life. It has to now, doesn't it? Because yeah. the XC60, if I th- I think they've stopped selling it in the US, which is a huge market for Volvo, because the XC60 and the XC90 are giving Americans the SUVs that they crave. And then yeah. they are putting great store in Europe in the new V40, which yeah. I'm going to drive in a couple of weeks, so yeah. I'll report back. I would but be very interested the to first, hear that. I mean, it would have all been done and signed off at mostly under Ford, but, yeah. but that is the first mm. new Volvo to be officially announced under geely's ownership so we'll see
1: is that on the same platform
2: as the, this is this is focus bits right. so c1 yeah. or whatever the platform is so yeah that's a lot forward and there'll be no five and six cylinder engines because it's a kind of golf-sized car focus yeah. size car but also it's all downsized so it's like 1.6 liter yeah. four-cylinder engines are the bedrock of the range and will be, for all Volvos, they put a 1.6 four-cylinder into the S80, which I gather can move under its own power, but just sort of doesn't sound like it would be able to, and it's a kind of <laughs> yeah, marketing nightmare, nightmare fourth, and nobody's yeah, yeah, buying. Yeah. You know, I saw there was a thing this week, the biggest depreciating car in Britain last year was the Volvo S80 V8, which I don't think anyone bought, but hmm. there must be a couple of them out there, dealers, cars and things, and yeah, but one of the worst depreciators because people don't want big, cars big, old, big yeah. engines like that anymore, not in something of that sort of medium size. Hmm.
1: Two things baffled me about the x c seventy My last thought of it, well, I remember first of all, it was a bit thirsty. We averaged twenty seven miles to the gallon over two and a half thousand miles at French payage speeds with a roof box on mm. i'd have thought okay. it might have knocked Doesn't thirty have too for too bad, but yeah, then... I would have hoped a bit more and the other one is. How come a car from Scandinavia has got one of the best air conditioning systems I've ever come across? Mm. It could chill us when it was forty degrees in Spain, wasn't yeah, it, at one yeah. point? And mm. um, this Volvo kept us
2: cool. Mosquitoes. <sighs> Something,
1: Something like, like
0: that. A lot of just, of they imagine. just
1: do everything
2: well. They just they do, Scandinavian
0: efficiency. So pleasant.
1: I wonder if you could have sex in it? Because the Swedes do that
0: well. Is that what, I'm it's got thinking there's Europe the there's a, like there. A, wasn't there a Volvo TV ad years ago? Right. No, I
2: think there was a parody of that crash test advert for the old three hundred and forty. Did Jasper Carrot do that? Well, I'm I thought, thought, I'm there, was I'm a thought a there was a parody of the crash test dummy shacking in a Volvo. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, I don't know close harmony YouTube answer, and we'll
1: leave you to dig that around out you've been listening to Violet Berlin goodbye Richard Porter goodbye Zog goodbye I was Gareth Jones and this was On Speed
3: to send us an email see pictures get song lyrics join our Facebook fan site or follow us on Twitter go to garethjones.tv Gareth Jones On Speed is made in London by Whiz Gareth Jones On Speed